All right, this is the Illini Basketball Podcast, episode number 103, Friday, February 25th, coming off the loss to Ohio State, which I feel like we probably maybe, I mean, it's easy to say this after, maybe should have saw this coming. I mean, Illinois struggled against them, especially at home recently. Uh, but with the way the game started last night, you would have thought Illinois would not have much of a problem in this game. And then it just turned. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot that went into it. We can scream and yell about the refs and the way that Illinois played all you want, but this is just an ugly, ugly game. Yeah, I mean, uh, the refs didn't, you know, let Malachi Branham score 31. Um, They didn't let uh, Ohio State go on like a 22-2 run, I think is what it was. So, uh, you know, there there were some questionable calls, some weird calls, but – at the end of the day, Illinois had a chance to put this game away early, and once again, they didn't. So, um, player of the game, uh, I'm going to go with Plummer, Alfonso Plummer, uh, 9 of 15 from the field, 8 of 10 from 3, 26 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. Uh, this was the Alfonso Plummer that we had been missing. We got him back, and we still couldn't find a way to win. So. He was great, but the problem is that he kind of disappeared for most of the first half of the second half. And uh, I think the entire team kind of did, but um, yeah, they did. I mean, here's the thing. Very rarely do you say it's an ugly performance when the team scores 83 points. And that's what that was. And uh, Plummer was great. I mean, I'm not even going to, I think some people might say, well, Hey, he killed the offense when he was taking a couple heat checks there when they were up by a lot and he was making everything, took a couple heat checks, missed. And then Illinois offense kind of, you know, did nothing. Yeah, and and he had some questionable shots. I think um, he tried to lean into a couple couple guys. To get I hate calls. those. Um, I they hate just those. weren't good looking shots. But um, I mean, you go eight to ten from three, yeah, you're gonna be my player yeah. of the game anytime. Yeah. So, but uh, who'd you have? I mean, I had to go a different direction, and uh, you know, it's been quite the rocky road between myself and Coleman Hawkins over the last few weeks. I'm gonna pick him. Uh, ultimate energy guy off the bench last night kind of helped them stay in the game kind of helped them get back into the game I know he fouled out but uh, I mean he had a good game and he only had 10 points only had four rebounds over four big rebounds I thought his Mm -hmm. defense was solid Uh, a lot of how much are you going to ask of him defensively when he's going up against Liddell for some of that and uh, I think they might depending on the matchup I think they might have something with him playing the five because Omar Payne no offense, but he's just worthless right now with the way yeah. with with the way that he's been playing. He's just yeah. he is what it is. And um, Brad said afterwards that um, you know that they learned some stuff. Uh, a, a new way to play is what he called it um, with Coleman at the five, and and they could run some five out stuff. And Coleman Coleman mentioned about how he feels comfortable playing the five. He said he played the five a lot in high school. Um, so he's used to being there and he's long enough for it. I mean, it, it's, he's just, he doesn't have that body weight, but I think he can definitely handle the five. And if Illinois can find a way to get Coleman, you know, going in a positive direction. And I think that that was a big part of it. He wasn't getting much time. Um, he did say um, that he kind of got in a slump because of his playing time. And that you know he's worked his way out of it. That he, he's not a quitter, uh, and he's he's getting through the adversity. And I I felt like this is the first game where Coleman Hawkins really slowed down a little bit and kind of kind of let the game come to him. Did things when he had to. He had a nice drive and a dunk. 
Um, so, so I really like this game from him. Um, you know, Brad loves him. So Brad said after the game, uh, quote, nobody believes in Coleman more than me tonight. We got a glimpse of Coleman's talents. We need Coleman to be terrific because he's got a chance to play at the next level. Right, so, Brad. I know, I know that he goes so really far him. with everything he says and yeah. he jumps to a lot of conclusions when he talks after games or before games. And I mean, the, the quote, that he had about uh, Branham is just an example of that. <laughs> he, he does say, say yeah. some crazy stuff. Steve, how you doing? Thanks for stopping by. Uh, he agrees. Coleman was great uh, last night. So I mean, he made plays down the stretch. On your side. <laughs> and shout out. I mean, Kofi had a horrific game last night. Yeah. But you want to talk about leadership? Just see what he did when Coleman Hawkins fouled out. And that's all you need to know about Kofi. I didn't see it. What did he do? Sat he next like, to him, right? You know, Come on, man. Yeah. Cool. These so refs stink. <laughs> I was uh I was playing in pool league last night. It was our last night. Uh I won, by the way. Shout out. Shout out to myself. Yep. Um, but so I, I kind of was hit and miss on this game. You know, I watched as much of it as I could. Um, I did see Kofi's fifth foul, uh, which was horrendous. Yep. Um, I I don't know, but Kofi was five of fifteen. Uh, missed what four or five just bunnies the first half. I mean, Illinois could have been up ten to fifteen at half. Yeah, if he would have made those. So, uh, not a great game from him. And I know that you know the the refs. They he gets he gets ref differently. Um, he he gets doesn't get calls. Um, Liddell literally literally jumped on his back one time and they didn't call anything. I mean, Kofi was literally bent over, and Liddell came full force down on him, and they didn't call anything. Which, yeah, I agree. I mean these these guys especially have no idea how to officiate a game. I mean yeah. these guys, I'm just gonna call them by name. I don't give an f. <laughs> DJ Carsonson and Brian Dorsey stink at their job. Like they are horrific officials. It's almost to the point where. Do they have money on Ohio State or Purdue in those two games? I mean, it's absurd. Yeah. 64 free throws in two games. And I don't give a shit about all these Big Ten fans retweeting the tweet that I put out about that last night saying, well, maybe our team is just good at drawing fouls. Yeah, Purdue and Ohio State go out of their way to try to get calls more than anybody. I agree with that. Yeah. But guess what? A two-to-one ratio or a multiply, you know, 64 yeah. to five by 32, it's two, right? Yeah. What the hell is that? 64 yeah. free throws in two games in Champaign. Yeah. And Kofi fouled out in both of those games. They have no idea how to officiate Kofi. They have no idea to officiate basketball, to be honest, if they're that bad. It's yeah. just horrendous. I hope we never see these guys again this season. <laughs> they're so stupid, tournament. so bad. I mean, just horrific at their job. They make Broski look like the, uh, the Bill Belichick of officiating. I mean, it's just a joke. They just literally have no clue what they're doing. They know how to kill a game. They know how to call or stop, you know, zero flow in the game when they're doing a game because yeah. they're stupid and they suck at their job. They reward guys flailing around trying to get calls over actual fouls. And I will say this about Kofi. Keep the ball up. When you're facing these dudes who are 6'7 or 6'8, 6'9, yeah. keep the ball up. I know that people think that Zed Key stripping him was a foul. I don't think that was a foul. I think that was clean. Keep the ball up above your head. I would agree just with that. Dunk yeah. it or put it up. I mean, I mean he got—he definitely got ball before he got arm. So. He kept putting the ball um, down so many times. Yeah, and and part of that's on Kofi. Part of I think part of that's on entry passes too. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, guys basically roll it to his knees, and 
then he's got to make the play to get it up above his head. So, there wasn't that many of those last night, though. No, no. Um, there was a lot but, of just throwing it up. Yeah, yeah. I So, I don't know. I, I mean, you got to finish around the hoop, uh, especially when you got guys, you know, smaller than you. Um, you know, Kofi, Kofi also got called for that, you know, move. Uh, he did that drop step. They called the, a charge on um, – so I don't know. Uh, he he just he struggled, and then the refs made him struggle more. I guess so. Um, Grandison, I thought he had an okay game. Um, nothing fancy. Fourteen points, uh, two rebounds, three assists, two steals. Uh, he had he had a couple nice mid range shots, which uh, I usually don't like his mid range game. But he had that little baby hook in the lane, and then he had another uh, jumper that he took. So. Uh, n- I, I guess you can't complain about how he played. Uh, DeMonte, two points, two rebounds. Uh, did you think his defense was good last night? I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was, you know, ideal. I mean, yeah. I don't, did, did he kill the momentum a little bit with the flagrant, you think? Yeah, I that flagrant, like, that, that call just annoys the crap out of me. Um, I know by the letter of the law, that that's that's a foul, right? I mean that or that's a flagrant. They're gonna call it every time. But when you have a guy down here in defensive position and he moves like this, he's not up here and elbowing somebody in the face. He's moving in, in position with the ball and he's coming through because that guy puts his head down there to get contact. That that's he made a basketball move. Yeah. So do I think that it killed the momentum? Yes. Do I think that it needs to be, there needs to be an evaluation of what exactly a flagrant is? Yes. So, um, yeah, I, it killed the momentum, I guess is my answer. Yes. <laughs> these guys would have loved nothing more than to, you know, throw somebody out of the game for that because these officials suck. Yeah. And we I, don't even, we're not ones to blame the fan, but we're not ones to, we're not a fan base to blame the refs. And I love how people interpret my tweet about that as if we're blaming the refs. No, no, I'm pointing out the fact that two teams on two separate occasions with the exact same officials in Champaign have officiated games where the opposing team going into Champaign had 32 free throws in each game and Kofi fouled out in both. Yeah. Two of these guys. And I'm not going to call them out for being bald. That's not what I do. That was in my <laughs> video last night. I said, I'm not going to call them out for being bald. That's what I do. I know people were saying things about them being bald. I just think that they suck at their job. And, of course, in every sport, we're never going to see a scenario where officials are held accountable. And it's stupid because some of them are so bad. I mean, this the entire thing last night doesn't reach the level of what happened to Dan Hurley the other night. But, I mean, it's it's bad. Like it's bad. You got to figure out something because you cannot have teams shooting thirty plus free throws in a game under any circumstances. And it's not like Illinois intentionally fouled for some of those free throws either. Right. Like there was only what maybe four to six free throws taken that late in the game where Illinois was fouling. Yeah. So it's just it's ridiculous. Yep. I I mean, yeah, it's. And it's, the same thing could be true, which is Illinois can't play like dog shit for twenty minutes, 25, <laughs> 30 minutes. True. True. Both can be both can be true, right? Yep. Um, Trent, uh, you know, I wish that he would have just pulled up and taken a three to end the game. Um, that's that was my call when we made our predictions was Trent was going to win it on a three. Uh, instead, he decided to go to the lane. Um, was there a foul there? Maybe 
I don't know. Um, supposedly, uh, the ref told Jeff Alexander afterwards that they missed the call. Um, Brad said in the post game, uh, quote, very disappointed the foul wasn't called. Same call was made in the Michigan State game. So I guess we're not Michigan State. Yep. <laughs> But the other thing is, like, oh, that was great. with the way that they were calling the game, I'm surprised they didn't call something like that. Of course, if it was the other way around, they probably would have called it based on what's going on with those officials. But uh, mm-hmm. I, personally, I wouldn't make that call. I don't think that's a foul that late in the game. But with the way they were calling the game, they should have blown the whistle. Right. And you, you got to be consistent regardless, I think. Um, and how many times do we see, like everybody always say, and I say this too, I don't want games like, I don't want a late whistle to decide a game or ruin yeah. a game. It happens all the time though. So there's nothing yeah. we can do about it. And I, and you know, I, I, Illinois trusts Trent, right? Um, you know, he, he said that uh, coach put the ball in his hands and he tried to make a play. Uh, he also thought he was fouled, but he said that he needed to put it on the rim instead. Um I don't know if that's the play to end the game. You have one of the best shot blockers and you have no big really, you know? So for, for Trent to take it at EJ Liddell, nine times out of 10, he's going to get blocked. Um, You know, hopefully he gets a foul call. Uh, What you can't do is, is chuck it out of bounds. So and that's what happened. So (laughs) I don't know. Sad thing is that Io would have never done that. It's just like if he was here. You know. Well, Io's long. Trent's not. Um, Steve says, I really hope Brad brings the West Virginia press to Illinois for periods of time at the game. In the games. Um, I'm okay with that. I don't think their press is that good, though. Um, Surprisingly it, much better than I thought it would be last night. Yeah, it, it was. Um, and, and I think the press runs better when Kofi's not in and you can have Coleman Hawkins down um, running the point of it. Um, but I, I'm sure that we'll see it maybe a little bit more. I don't think we'll see it that much. Brad Brad likes to settle back in his defense and and uh, man up on guys. So And let, let uh, the other team's best player just torch them. He, he yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's on Illinois as much. I mean, literally, Ohio State could have missed last night. After they, they the beginning everything. of the game where they missed couldn't everything. make anything. Yeah. Um, and, and Ohio State's been struggling to score, so it was only a matter of time before uh, they do that. So um, Evan says, I like it. Just throw off the other team's. Offense here and there. Yeah, I don't mind it at times. The problem that I have with it, depending on, it. depending on when you're doing it in the game, is that for a team that has struggles with uh, offensive slumps during games, mm-hmm. you're just going to – the energy level is not going to be there offensively if they're doing that for long periods of time right? in the middle of a game. Right. Um, and Brad also said about Trent that he needs to be more aggressive. He said we need Trent with the mindset that he needs to get 30 every night. So, yeah, he might have um, had that mindset last night if he wasn't sitting for half of the first yeah, half. He, he, had, had, he had 12 points, of course, uh, one of four from three. Uh, he played 31 minutes, so basically played all but the time that Brad put him on the bench. He's a guard. Um, how many times? How many times do you think he's gonna foul? I mean, it's, this is Kofi, it's completely different. Yeah, and and I thought I thought Trent's fouls were, were rough. I mean, I they weren't. I, the one I guess they said he was in his cylinder when he came down or something. I don't know. 
Um, didn't look like he touched him at all. And then the second one, he was straight up, I'm pretty sure. Um, but Brad said that he was going to trust Kofi and Trent with two fouls. And then you take Trent out of the game, and Illinois looked dead. I mean, Trent's a huge part of that. Uh, and then and then you bring in Curbelo. Uh, Curbelo's not shooting the ball well. He did make a three. Uh, he had three assists. He only had one turnover, so that's a good thing. Um, that play at the end of the half, did he throw that off of the guy's back? Is that what he tried to do there? Yeah, I don't remember, okay. unfortunately. That's, that's what I feel like happened. I don't know why in that point. I think there was like two seconds left on the shot clock, five seconds left in the game. Why don't you have Trent and Plummer back in the game there? Or have Trent back in the game and try to run something for one of those two just to get a quick shot off with two seconds left on the shot clock. Instead, I'm pretty sure Curbelo threw it off the defender's back, caught it, and then airballed a three is what I think happened. I so. think that that is just, you know, <laughs> that's too – putting Trent in there is too much logic, to be honest. So. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not like he's going to foul with five seconds left. So Maybe with um, this crew. I don't know. Rest of the bench, Goody played uh, eight minutes – uh, had three rebounds. Made a big play, his. saved the ball. Yeah, um, and Curbelo had a big play too, saving the ball one time uh, that gave Plummer another three. Um, but I think we expected to see a little bit more Goody because RJ's out. Uh, Omar Payne, like you said, he's he's just he's not effective at all. He played five minutes, no. had two fouls. Uh, that's about it. I don't think he had a rebound. So. Um, and then P- P- Pajimski had one minute, so <laughs> he's getting his time. He turned uh, 19 today, though, so happy birthday. Happy birthday, to, happy birthday to Podge. Big um, time. <laughs> when we talked about the game yesterday, it was yesterday, right, when we had yeah. our last one, um, we kind of said the keys to the game would be, d- does Kofi get in foul trouble? Can they stop Branham? And they need to make threes. Um, so they got one out of three of those. Uh, Kofi, of course, fouled out, and Branham was just I mean, unreal. Was it really they making threes? I feel like it was pretty much one guy. Well, I mean, they were 12 of 25. Yeah, and four guys <laughs> made 12 threes, and That's one of them made eight. But they still made them. I don't care if it's one guy or the whole team. Yeah, I mean, Trent had a big three there. 50%. Trent making that three made me think, oh, my God, we're going to win this game. Yep, that was huge. That was huge. Um, And then uh, didn't do so. (laughs) Uh, Brad also said after the game that Ohio State has the best player in the league, and it's not EJ Liddell. I just don't get Uh, why he says these things. He said EJ is awesome, but Malachi Branham is terrific. That young man is special. He probably said something like, I hope he goes to the NBA next year. So. Yeah, here's the thing, Brad. Okay. Uh, if you want to say that Branham's playing the best basketball in the league right now, that's fair. Uh-huh. But to just come out and say he's the best player, I mean, dude, calm down. <laughs> I don't know why he does this. I, do I guess he says, I guess he says so, he talks so much during the week that it's just like yeah. he pretty much touches everything. I, I mean, he's really good. He so, is. But um, yeah, I mean, Liddell. I think you got to do it more consistently than three games in a row. We'll see. Um, Kyle Young, who you said wouldn't score, uh, 18.6-7 shooting. Typically doesn't, not an offensive <laughs> threat, but apparently. He, he, he led one with seven rebounds, so uh, Kyle Young had a pretty good game. Um, between Young, Branham, and Liddell, uh, Ohio State really didn't have much else. So uh, 
got to find a way to shut those guys down. I mean, I, I feel like Illinois is the better team in this matchup, and they probably win nine times out of ten, but you just can't have those 24 to 2 droughts. I mean, well, it's a bad matchup for Illinois when they can throw Liddell and Branham. In, in a scenario where they're the four and the five, or yeah. the three and the five. And, uh, and, well, and they, Kyle they Young basically shots. I mean, they, Branham had the ball, and they were basically just running a two-man game. That's the thing. That's the thing with Chris Holtman teams. They haven't really ever had, like, a terrific dynamic point guard that you expect them to win with in March. Like, they haven't had a Trent. They haven't had a, a Colin Gillespie. They have an offense that does not have an elite point guard, and it just works because yeah. Branham and Liddell literally make everything. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and that's it. Ohio State hit big shots when they needed to. Uh, uh, who was the kid that made? Was it Russell or Cedric Russell? Yeah. Yeah, made that big three for him late in the game. Um, so so shots just it seemed like every time, and it, it's not like Ohio State takes great shots. I mean, EJ Liddell is just really good at a fadeaway jumper. Um, and then Branham, I mean, he, once he gets to the hoop, you're not stopping him. So, uh, I, I don't know. Illinois needs to clean up the, the defense, um, especially against the screen. So, um, let's see what else, uh, Trent, uh, you know, Illinois was up 13 in the first half and, uh, you know, I, we've talked about this. They just can't put teams away. Uh, Trent said after the game, quote, we have, we have to have the mindset of putting our foot on guys' necks and finishing the job. So, I mean, they should have had that mindset all season. They haven't had it, and there's been a lot of games where they could have done that and didn't do it. Tough game for Kofi on defense. He had to move around a lot more than usual. I mean, that's it. that's the thing is Ohio State doesn't have a true five except for Key and Key, I mean – when you have Kofi in there, he played 14 minutes. They're, they're going to have other weapons. Um, Steve says we don't match up with them well. I agree. I mean, we talked about that a little bit yesterday. Liddell does not miss the fadeaway shot. Never. He never misses it. It's a, it's unreal. So The other problem is that if, if that's going to be an issue for Kofi, if he's having to step out more on defense against like stretch five types or guys that can knock down jumpers yeah. and it takes away from his offensive game or teams are planning better for him, defensively that's going to be a big problem because if Dickinson we saw what Dickinson did to Purdue if if they try that against Illinois and he's making the shots it becomes a real problem mm-hmm. yeah which I don't I don't know why Kofi can't close out on guys and not that we care but I think the whole national player of the year thing for Kofi's not going to happen so who cares I think uh, yeah I think last night's game kind of solidified his his him not getting it so probably um, not going to get Big Ten player of the year either. Who cares? Once yeah. again, he's going to be an All American. He's going to be All Big Ten. Yep. Uh, you know, just focus on winning games because they got some issues right now. And I'm I'm still in on this team. You know, I'm not giving up. Some people might give up. <laughs> I know that somebody <laughs> said somebody said something like the Underwoods show last night was. I got to find this tweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. It's a guy who tweets us a lot. Coming after me in the middle of the game. I mean, Jesus! All I did was, all I was doing was tweeting about you know the game and what's what's going on. So I couldn't hear anything. Um, and of course, Underwood got ejected. Um, do you know what exactly happened? Uh, Brad said, "Quote: The first one I worked hard to get. The second one I didn't even deserve. Let me earn it." 
So why why did he get booted? You know, that's a good question because I wasn't paying that much attention to that either. Jeez. I mean, I turned around and just saw him pointing at the official, and I was like, <laughs> oh, boy, here we go. If anybody in the comments knows why, why exactly Brad got booted, let us know. Well, I mean, he was yelling at them a lot. Going well, out. Yeah, as he should be. Yeah. As he should be. I mean, that's it. That I guess that's the thing as an Illinois fan. I, and this is what I assume a lot of, you know, Illinois Twitter is, is going about is that Illinois doesn't have a home court advantage, right? It, it seems like teams usually get calls at home, things go their way, and Illinois just doesn't ever seem to get that. Um, so and uh Steve Bardo is getting blasted by Illinois fans on Twitter, by the way. Good. <laughs> he would he, he uh basically told them all to shut up and stop whining about the refs. So yeah, well he said the end. Uh so somebody tweeted at the podcast kind. I can't even see the tweet that I put out when he said this, but uh GTFO, why even bring this up if you don't think it? Underwood pulling a Hurley during the same week is the saddest thing I've seen for this program. To which I responded, GFYAKA, go after yourself. So, uh, I mean, it's, I just a lot of letters. I don't it's not that but. big of a deal, you know. I don't, like, I mean, I, I don't care that he got ejected, I just don't understand why he got ejected. Yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with what Kofi, you know, he was defending Kofi not getting fouls calls. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Um, but I just don't under so, so he, of course, got mad about that, got ejected, and then. After so it wasn't like when he was actually going after the refs, right? He got ejected before he decided to go out on the court and point at them very aggressively, and then he and then he riled up the crowd that he was already ejected at that point. Yeah, from what I understood. Yeah, and uh, also Jeff Alexander having to uh, get in front of him there. Shout out to him for that. <laughs> I know that there was a couple people that heard what was being said, something like Jeff Alexander saying they're going to call effing fouls or something to Brad to get him to calm down. And <laughs> that's a tough job. That's a tough job. Evan said it looked like he barely even got to say what he wanted to. A lot of pointing, I would say. <laughs> he does pointing. aggressively point. So. Aggressively point, yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, you got to bounce back. You got you to gotta go beat Michigan, and then you got to win the two at home. Um if you do that, they're not gonna they're gonna get a buy no matter what, right? That's that's kind of what you're looking for right now. You know, if you don't win the Big Ten title, you want to try to get that that first, I guess the first two rounds technically in the Big Ten tournament. Um, you you want to stay in the top four. So uh, with Ohio State, if they you know win out, Illinois is going to be the four seed at this point. So I mean, we'll see. I don't we'll know. see. We'll see. Got to beat Michigan first. Yep, uh, absolutely. And the interesting thing about the officiating before we're done with that for the night or for mm -hmm. the day uh -huh. uh, is that Keith Kimball, who is the other guy doing the game last night, is the number one ranked official in Kenpo. Really? Interesting. Because these two idiots. What? Uh, but who made all the calls, right? <laughs> yeah, it was the ball guys. I mean, come on. Uh, the other two idiots, Carstensen and Dorsey, were with Borowski during the Purdue game. So just a great combination there. I mean, my God. Uh, but anyway, Ohio State comes in, beats them. What can you do? Uh, they shot really well after a slow start. Yeah. And uh, Illinois out-rebounded them somehow. From the field. 
12 offensive rebounds. How about that? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to get rebounds when you're making them all for Ohio State, right? Can't get any offensive rebounds. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. All right. Let's do Illinois, Michigan at Michigan uh, Sunday, 1 o'clock, CBS. Not sure who's going to be calling this game, but we'll find out, I'm sure, on Sunday. Uh, but first national, big national game of the year in terms of playing on CBS. It's a big deal, you know. Uh, and this is Michigan, weirdly enough, last Sunday they played on CBS. Interesting. I wonder what happened during that game. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Second matchup of the season between the two. Illinois won the first one, 68-53. That was January 14th. Uh, Dickinson was not playing in that game. Michigan was one for 10 from three. Illinois was six for 20. Kofi had 21 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, it was a six-point game with 10 minutes left. Illinois pulled away 25 points in the last 10 minutes. Uh, their head coach right now, Phil Martelli. Uh, he was the head coach a long time at St. Joe's, I believe. Assistant on Juwan's staff now. Um, they beat Rutgers 71-62 in their last game, the first game with Martelli as the head coach. Four and two in their last six. They've beaten Penn State, Purdue, Iowa, Rutgers. One of three teams, nine and seven in the Big Ten right now, alongside Iowa and Michigan State. And I have to say, I think that they'll end up making the tournament. So be prepared. I just they're, think that they're 15 and 12 after Sunday. Are they still going to make the tournament? Yes. Here's the thing. Do you think a team so so I don't know how many games they have left? Uh Four. Yeah. So they go if Illinois beats them, they go fifteen and twelve, and then I, I mean, I think they would have to win out. They're not going to let a sixteen-win team. That doesn't matter, you know. Oh, it matters. That doesn't matter as much as it used to, mm-hmm. at least. Like they're not. They're going to end up probably with seventeen and thirteen, and then they just got to win one or two Big Ten tournament games. They'll get in because. This is a team that I think the committee likes a lot. And also, I'd much rather rather see Michigan get in over Indiana. Indiana is as mediocre as mediocre gets. And I'd rather take the team that's, uh, you know, trending upward a little bit over the team that's completely fallen off of a cliff and suspends their players for the biggest bullshit reasons oh. possible. And Mike Woodson, give me a break thinking that mm. guy can coach. Uh, but there is some, some blemishes on their resume. Michigan, you know, quad three loss to Minnesota. And uh, three quad two losses as well. But I think that they'll end up getting in the tournament. So I'm trying to get Illinois fans. Don't be surprised. They're 33rd in the net. They're ahead of Michigan State in the net. So that seems like a significant thing for their tournament, uh, you know, possibility. But, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Their offense is improving, 24th in adjusted offensive efficiency. Defense, surprisingly, 68th, considering they were fourth last season. Uh, Ninth offensively. But they did lose Isaiah Livers. Franz Wagner, Mike Smith, they've replaced them pretty much with underperforming freshmen this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diabate's been okay, other than you know throwing a couple haymakers here and there. Um, <laughs> and I mean, only Houston, one game, by the way, only one game. True, true. Uh, Houston has been disappointing this season. I mean, he's had some good games, and when he plays well and makes shots, they usually win. Yep. So that's something to think about here. Coastal Carolina transferred Devontae Jones. Is, he was good against Illinois in the first matchup. Really the only offense that they had in that game, but he struggled overall this season 
Uh, but he's been playing a little bit better, double-digit points in uh, four of the Ooh. last five. Uh, had 17 against Illinois in the first matchup, made the only three for Michigan. And uh, Dickinson has 20-plus points in five of the last eight games. So, I mean, matchup-wise, you want to look at that. If their lineup is what I expect it to be, which is uh, Brooks, Jones, Diabate, Houston, Dickinson, then you got to think Jones against uh, Frazier is probably a matchup. Brooks against Plummer, because uh, I think Jones is still a bit more of an offensive threat than Brooks at this point. And yeah. Plummer, Plummer's defense, hilariously bad. Um, and we all know that. The worst. Yeah, one of the worst defenders I've ever seen, but good guy, good guy. Uh, I, I his defense wasn't bad yesterday, right? It wasn't I mean, too bad, no. Because he was guarding somebody that didn't matter. But Well, he had a couple possessions where he was on Branham, and that was like, oh, God. <laughs> I think Branham actually gave up the ball, and I was thinking, why the hell not just go right after him? <laughs> right. Got to know your matchups there. And then you got to obviously think that Houston is going to be guarded by DeMonte to frustrate him. You yep. know, I know there's yep. a height difference there, but I don't care about that. Diabate against Grandison is probably the matchup, and then you probably see Hawkins in at some points on him, and then obviously Dickinson, Kofi, main event type stuff. The big thing for this game is if Dickinson's making threes or making jumpers, you got yeah. a big problem. Yeah, I think I think you got to pound the ball into into Kofi early, uh, try to get Dickinson in a little foul trouble. Um, and Dickinson's done nothing to prove that he can guard Kofi to this right. point. But the other thing is, I think in a lot of the games that these two teams have played where it's been Dickinson versus Kofi, everyone around Kofi has like played a lot better or played you know above what you expect. Because you remember the game last year with Io out at Michigan. Adam Miller was making shots. Trent yeah. was making shots. DeMonte was making shots. So that I think that made Michigan's defense not focus on Kofi as much. So that's going to be a big part of this game. If Plummer's making shots, mm-hmm. if Frazier or Grandison are making shots, it's going to help Kofi get a little bit more one-on-one. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, Kofi, I, I mean, big bounce back, according to Steve. Yeah, I think Kofi – I think he needs to have a big bounce back. Uh and I, I think that Illinois' shooters are starting to to get more confident. I think Plummer's, you know, getting more confidence again. Grandison getting more confident. Um, it sounds like Brad wants to make sure Trent gets more confident, gets a little bit more aggressive. So um, I, I guess I guess the question is, uh, does Hawkins get a lot of time over Demonte just for that offensive lift? So. I mean, I, I think DeMonte's yeah. always going to get 30 minutes. I don't think it matters. Um, but I, I think you gotta you gotta start looking for ways to to stop droughts. And DeMonte is not a way to stop a drought. So was that Kofi's worst game of his career or at least the last two seasons? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna count the Loyola game because I know it was a people would say that, but he had 21 and nine. That was more right. IO, IO struggling. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you look at this year, it's his worst performance, but you throw Arizona in there too. He's five for 15 in that game, three for six in line, but he had 13 rebounds. Yeah. So last night, three rebounds is, is a bit of an issue. But yeah. uh, yeah. when was the last time DeMonte didn't play that many minutes? You know, I mean, <laughs> every game, 30 minutes. He averages, he's got to average over 30. He only played 23 against Northwestern, but. Who cares? Illinois is fading away in the second half of that game. So what can you do, really, I think, uh, would be the would be the <laughs> thing to say about that. But, uh, all right, predictions. 
predictions. Uh, like I said, I think uh, I agree. Kofi's going to have a, a bounce back game. I think he's going to get Dickinson in foul trouble. Hopefully he stays out of foul trouble himself. Uh, I think the guys around uh, him are going to make shots. I think, uh, you know, Plummer's going to knock some down. I think Trent's going to knock down three or four. Uh, hopefully Curbelo has another good game. He played well against Michigan last year. Um, I got Illinois going to Michigan and spanking them. 83-65 Illinois. Yeah, I think that's they, a step over the line. They got to be pissed off. They got to be. I think so, but I just don't see any evidence from this team to use that as much as they should or other teams have in the past. Like, okay. I don't see them being a team that's going to come out. Demonte is averaging 30.1 minutes per game, which is third behind Trent Frazier at 34.4 and Alfonso Plummer at 30.3. Not surprising. It's not surprising. Uh <laughs> I'm going to take Illinois to win. I think it's going to be close 67-63. I think it's a close game. I think I don't think Kofi is going to be that big of a factor in this game based on my predictions, and here's why. I'm not saying that he's not going to be a big part of the game plan or he's not going to you know, play a lot, but I think he's only – I don't think he's going to have like a 25-point game. I think like 18 and 12 would be where I see him. I think this game is going to come down to making shots. Surprisingly, 18 and 12 is a pretty good game, Ethan. It is, but I, you know, I expect more out of Kofi. You know, okay. like, like when you say big bounce back for Kofi, you're thinking like thirty. I'm thinking that he's not going five for fifteen and That's getting fair. three That's rebounds. Uh, he could though. I mean, this is not an easy matchup for him. I don't want to overlook what Dickinson has been doing recently, uh, but. I don't know. I think Michigan's a team that's going to be playing more inspired without their coach. And I'm not, I don't know why people think that Jawan's like automatically like a bad coach because Michigan won without him in their first game. But it's just I mean, like the way it goes, right? They're just going to be playing inspired ball. They, they're they taking it a different way than the outside media sees it. Yeah. Hopefully, Diabate uh, doesn't punch DeMonte in the face. Um, I mean, because he might die. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, if he wants to do that and get like a technical or something during the game, that's fine. And I think uh-huh. Devontae could take one if he needed to, you know. Uh-huh. So we'll see. Absolutely. But, uh, um, one thing we didn't mention it yesterday, uh, and so I just want to throw it out there. Uh, Bo- Kylan Boswell is supposed to announce Monday. Sounds like he's going to Arizona. So hope you didn't get your hopes up, Illini Nation, yeah. but it's not looking good for Illinois. Now we focus our attention on uh, a different target. And, That's right. uh, you know, Next that man up. target is obviously in 2023. It's JJ Taylor. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think, uh, what's the what's the kid's name? Merez Johnson. Is yeah. that his name? That he was at the game last night. Apparently he was sitting like t- top row or something, but can't even give the guy some good tickets. Uh, he's like class of twenty four. He, he did. He did say, "Can't wait to play here." So is he? Is he a guy that reclasses? You think? I don't think so. What if he like turns into a five star? I don't know. Then you think about well, there's it. only like four or five to ten five stars in that class in class of twenty four. And that'll change, you know. Well, obviously, I'm All just right, anyhow. All right, that'll do it for us. Uh, we'll be back next week to discuss the Michigan game. We both think they're going to win. Hopefully they do. And uh, we'll see you uh, next time. Later.